Welcome to Media Business. This is the Michigan Business Network. I'm Tony Connolly. Thanks so much for tuning in. Our guest today is Mark Hollis, who serves as the COO for Rock Ventures. Rock Ventures, if you go to their website, the homepage states that Rock Ventures is a for more than profit organization in the heart of Detroit. They are dedicated to providing key services across the affiliated companies comprising the Rock family of companies while positively impacting people, businesses, communities we serve. I think it goes much, much deeper than that as someone who's from the Detroit area, and we're going to dive into that. And everyone knows Mark as the uh, very innovative and influential former athletic director at Michigan State University. Mark, how are you? Tony, it's great talking to you. That was a lot of words about Rock Ventures. How about that? Well, you know, I saw that and I was like, that's not what you guys do. You guys no. do stuff to, to really to can boil it and to get people to come to Detroit. That's what you yeah, do. Yeah, you can really boil it down to it's Dan and Jennifer Gilbert's family office, but it also ties threads across the hundred or so companies that are in Dan's portfolio. Everything from the Cavs to StockX to, uh, of course, the Rocket companies and Shinola and on and on. So, it's doing good. That's the, for more than profit. It's doing good for the communities where we live, work, and play. And that's what's exciting about working down here. Well, as I know that company very well, because I'm from that area, this job was right in your wheelhouse. Because as the athletic director, the former athletic director at Michigan State, you were involved in so many things, including the NCAA basketball committee, which chose the teams for the tournament. You just seem to be bebopping around quite a bit in different things. And here you are now doing the same thing. No, very blessed. You know, the meeting with Dan and Jay, where they provided the opportunity to come down here. And in many ways, you know, living in a city is much like a campus. Things are changing constantly. The work that you're doing is different every day. Have the opportunity to stay involved in sports, but also, you know, learn a new craft through various businesses and development with our Bedrock team and others. So for me personally, it's very satisfying, but the satisfaction comes in doing good for those Detroiters and others that visit the city. Mark, tell us what you can about Dan. It's been well publicized, the health challenges he's had. How is he? What's his involvement with the company? You know, give us the latest of what you can without invading his privacy. Yeah, no, you know, Dan comes in the office very frequently and very much guides the path and journey of where we're headed. He's such a great visionary and that vision that he has for the city is remarkable as you're sitting in meetings with him you know, as recently as last week, you'll go down a path and he'll make some comments or make some observations and totally tilt your thinking in a way that you didn't. And I kind of view myself in sort of that same ability of what I did at Michigan State. And it's great for me just to see a different approach and how he goes about it. And, you know, he's very much part of our direction on a daily basis. Mark, give me an example. What's something you guys were talking about and you were thinking about it from one way and and he had another perspective? Yeah, I think, you know, if you were to come up with, you know, we're very much into the music industry down here now. We've started an outfit called Workshop, which is led by Che Pope, who is Kanye's Grammy Award winning um, producer. We're looking at some opportunities of different music platforms. And I've always been an individual who figures out what do we want? and then figure out the process in order to get there. Dan is very much the reverse, and he develops the process and then figures out what we want. So the two of us kind of you know, collide in the approach that we take with 
whether it be music venues or certain developments that we're working on down in Detroit or some approaches that we take in sports. So it's just, it's two different ways of looking at it. And I think it's good to have those two different ways in the room to kind of get to an identified goal, but also have the process in place. When I say process, I'm talking about everything from legal to marketing to finance and all of that. So he, when we did the aircraft carrier, it was shoot from the hip and figure it out once we got the boat in place in San Diego. Dan would be very much about what's the process we take and then let's find a boat and make it happen. I think this current generation and maybe the last two generations don't realize how music has been so important in Detroit, in the Detroit area. I didn't move here until the mid-70s as a kid. But I recognized not only the Motown thing, but rock and roll, how big it was with Bob Seger and Ted Nugent, among others, but also the DJ scene. I was a DJ in college, worked in clubs after college in Houston and Atlanta. The dance music scene, the electronic dance music, it was just huge. As a matter of fact, Mark, I took my wife and my oldest son, who was still in a baby carriage, if you will, to the first three Detroit electronic music festivals. So that's a huge, huge deal down there, isn't it? It really is. Just last weekend, movement was down and um, the city was alive and packed with all ages. That was a great thing to see about that festival. It was all ages that enjoyed that type of music. And, you know, different genres of music are so important to the city. You're right on from You know, you go to the Madonna and Seeger and Kid Rock and Eminem and Motown, and you start to collide all these different. What was happening is Detroit artists were starting to leave the city at a pretty fast clip. And they were going to Atlanta, they were going to LA or New York. And what Che has come in is creating a platform that sort of disrupts the music industry and gives more strength to the artist. And the hope is that the great talent that comes out of the streets of Detroit will stay here and will attract great artists from across the country. And, you know, while Motown had its roots here and at one point made the decision to move out to the bright lights of Hollywood, this is the reverse of that. It's creating a new form where Detroit, once again, can be vibrant. And now we're looking at what kind of venues do we want to have in place where these great entertainers can have an opportunity to perform right here. We're talking with Mark Hollis, who is the COO for Rock Ventures. When we come back, we're going to talk about Detroit and some of the sporting events that are and will be happening there soon. I'm Tony Conley. This is Media Business on the Michigan Business Network. The attorneys of Foster Swift, Collins & Smith offer legal counsel to businesses, families, individuals, and municipalities throughout Michigan with offices in Lansing, Farmington Hills, Grand Rapids, Detroit, Marquette, and Holland. Clients know they can count on Foster Swift for all their legal needs, from straightforward wills to sophisticated business transactions and complex litigation. Learn more about Foster Swift and how they can assist you at fosterswift.com. Welcome back to Media Business on the Michigan Business Network. I'm Tony Conley talking with Mark Hollis, who's the COO for Rock Ventures. I recently had the chance to hear Mark speak at an event here in Lansing. And Mark was talking about his experience living in Detroit and what it's like as someone who grew up in Mount Clemens. 
we always knew where to go and what to do. And as I mentioned to Mark that afternoon when he was speaking is most major metropolitan areas have bad areas, you know, so if you know where to go and what to do, you'll be fine. But I think Detroit's still getting a bad rap. And Mark, I wanted you to share your experience with where you're living now, what you see in here and and how it's even growing and getting better in Detroit. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I can speak from my personal experience. First of all, I live, work and play right downtown Detroit. So, you know, it's where I choose to put my head on the pillow at night. It's where I chose to work every day and where I enjoy the city. The Rocket Mortgage Classic was a vision of Dan and Jay Mm. Forner. It was an event that was brought. It had to be in the city limits for us to support it. The reason for it is we want people to see what's going on here. And what's going on here is great. When you come to the Rocket Mortgage Classic, whether you're with CBS or the Golf Channel or a tour player, it's good for them to see what's happening, not only in the downtown corridor, but on the pathway to the Detroit Golf Club, to see the vibrancy that's starting to come back. We deliberately put the CBS crew and many of the golfers in the Shinola Hotel, which is one of the world's award-winning hotel properties. It's one of the finest I've seen in the country, and they can't believe it. They can't believe the amenities, the experience that they get while staying and walking the streets. We recently had the uh, NSA Basketball Committee in looking at various opportunities for regionals and Final Fours coming back to Detroit. And they came in with a little trepidness of, is it okay? And I said, absolutely. I picked them up at you know 10 o'clock at night and we walked through the city, went and had some appetizers. And they were like, I can't believe this is Detroit. And the more people, the more eyes you get here, the greater it is. I think you know the NFL draft's coming in 24. That's going to be another opportunity to have half a million visitors come from 32 different communities and see their draftees get selected, but really get a chance to see you know, what Detroit looks like in 24. The Grand Prix, which is this weekend, it's coming downtown in 23 next year. And that's going to add another element. So as all these things in sports are coming, combined with the music, you add a little culture into it. There's nothing but great things happening here, Tony, right in downtown. Mark, what's the future? And you talked a little bit about it, but what's the future of Formula One as well as IndyCar racing in Detroit? IndyCar racing is the heart of Detroit. And while Formula One is picking up you know, some global and even national acclaim with Roger Penske and Bud Denker right here in Detroit. We've hitched onto them in a very strong way. We support that. I think the the circuit that they're going to have down here, everything is from Jefferson to the river. So the cars, the race cars are not coming into play, but having the Grand Prix out on Belle Isle, you might as well have it in Lexington, Michigan or Northern Michigan, because it's so disconnected with downtown. The retailers, the businesses that are here really aren't seeing the benefit. And it was Bud Denker and Roger that came up with the concept of bringing it back to the F1 location. And now, first of all, residents are going to have the opportunity to see the race at no charge, like the NFL draft, it's at no charge, but also be able to experience the bars, restaurants, hotels, and other retailers that are down here, bringing greater value to Detroit, thus bringing greater value to the state of Michigan. I can't remember the year, Mark. I'm sure you will. But there was a time when the Detroit Lions, I believe they went 5-0. and oh, And at the time, the big songs were Queens, We Will Rock You and We Are the Champions. And those were resonating with the Detroit Lions. And I remember the energy in the state. What would it be like here in a season where the Detroit Lions were winning like that and maybe even got to the Super Bowl, what would it be like for us? 
Yeah, Greg Ioni, my former deputy athletic director there, and I have talked about that over the years of if the Lions get rolling, you know, at a pretty good clip, the impact would be just phenomenal for the entire state of Michigan. We have arguably one of the greatest states for that sport, for the sport of football. When you think about, you know, the big house and Spartan Stadium and then the Mac schools and, and others, along with the Lions, on any given weekend, you're looking at, you know, hundreds of thousands of people that love that sport. The Lions, the fan base is so strong that if we can get those inches and just, you know, capture that success, have players play a little harder, coaches coach a little harder, the fan base is already there. I go to a lot of the games and they are into it. You can just imagine what the economic value would be, but what the momentum and enthusiasm would be for the whole state once we get them rolling, and we will. We're talking with Mark Hollis, who is the COO for Rock Ventures. We've got one more segment with him. And when we come back, we're going to talk with Mark a little bit about Grand Rapids. I have some questions about that booming uh, metropolis. I'm Tony Conley. This is Media Business on the Michigan Business Network. Sonair has been advancing communities and providing opportunities for people in Michigan for more than 25 years. Through lending, investments, and the creation of homes and jobs, Sonair has made a combined $7 billion impact on the communities they serve. Learn more at www.sonair.com. Welcome back to Media Business. I'm Tony Conley. This is the Michigan Business Network. We're talking with Mark Hollis. And Mark, I want to ask you a couple questions about Grand Rapids. I find it very interesting. There's been information in the news for the last several years that they're looking to try to get a major league type entity there, a major sports team. And they remind me a little bit of Columbus as well as Indianapolis. At the time, those teams got their professional sports teams. They were good size entities, but it really seemed that those cities blew up when they got those major teams. Speaking of the Columbus uh, Blue Jackets, as well as the Colts, what do you think about Grand Rapids succeeding in that arena? I think Grand Rapids is a great city for the state of Michigan. You look at Traverse City, Grand Rapids, Detroit, all very different in what they are. Grand Rapids has grown at such a clip. Great founding fathers in recent times with Sekia and, and DeVos and Van Andel and a real strong commitment, you know, to the infrastructure of what the city looks like. Rich McKeegan, who is over in Grand Rapids and leads the arena as one of the finest guys in sport and really in entertainment. So as they pursue this, he's a guy they're going to want to continue to lean on for what does that look like? I do think the population base on the West side, and you're really not just looking at Grand Rapids per se, mm -hmm. you know, you're looking at where is Kalamazoo, Battle Creek? Where is over to Lake Michigan area with Grand Haven and others? And frankly, Lansing, it really does become that vibrant city. I think like we're looking at in Detroit, Doug Weaver used to have a phrase, former AD at Michigan State, of don't build the church for Easter Sunday. You want to make sure that whatever you do has the ability to sustain itself for the long term and for every day. So the worst thing that could happen would be to pursue something that can't draw the attendance or can't draw the fan enthusiasm night after night after night. It's not to get enthralled with the idea of having a pro sport if you can't 
support the pro sport. We've had a little bit of that in Detroit of, you know, I've brought the reality that Detroit is not ready today to host a Final Four. We don't have the hotels in place. We don't have the infrastructure. I really believe you need to have eight big box hotels to host an event of that size. Those are the same questions that Grand Rapids has to be asking of. I mean, they have great hotels, so they're there, but what does the infrastructure need to look like in order to do that? Most everything is in place there. The only thing that I think they have to continue to watch is do they have the fan base that can support pro sports night in and night out? And Mark, I've got a couple questions I want to ask you, but first you mentioned hotels in Detroit, and that brought me back to your speech in Lansing. There is a lot of movement on getting more hotels in the city. Tell us what you know. No, it's exciting. I mean, we're building the Hudson site right now, and that's going to have just a fine property. Detroit's known for its boutique hotels. So there's many of them down here that are smaller in nature. You know, when Coach Izzo goes in for a tournament game, he tapes down the court, needs the ballrooms, needs the big space. And that's what these boutique like Shinola and the Element and others don't have. The property in Hudson will have it. It'll be able to accommodate it. It was just released. Mr. Illich is now looking at a property that will be over by LCA. The city is looking at properties that will be adjoining the convention and the convention center that's down here, the Huntington Place. So as these are all coming in line, you join them with what we already have in place. We're going to be very close, if not over the line of being able to host almost any event here. But right now we're chasing NCAA regionals, we're chasing NFL drafts, and those are going to be very good for the city as we prepare in the not-so-distant future to be ready for the big shows. Mark, give us an update on where Oakland Hill stands after that terrible fire. Oh, that was crushing, Tony. It was, you remember where you are, right, when you first got the word of that, and to see those flames come from such a beautiful, memorable, and historic facility. But the folks over there, Mike Dietz, who was the president last year, close friend has been updating me. It's great what the USGA has done in selecting Detroit and Oakland Hills for many of their championships, men's, women's, amateurs for years to come. So we're excited about bringing that in, but the rebuild will happen. It will be fresher. It will still have the same look, but it was such a sad day to see that. I got so many great memories in that clubhouse of special moments. Okay. Final question for you, Mark, in regards to the media, and how they cover the city of Detroit and and Michigan as a whole. What's your take, and how can we in the media be better? I think to answer that question, first of all, we need to be better, those of us who live down and work down here, in projecting what it is we are. But I'd also argue that if you don't sit out and have a cup of coffee, or you don't come down and have a dinner or, or a beer, and really see the streets and really see people's faces, You probably shouldn't be reporting about Detroit because it's not what it used to be. It's what it is now. And what it is now is just a fabulous gathering place. I just walked across the city about 10 minutes ago. The food trucks and the vendors that are outside and the retail that's open, it's an attraction that you want to come to. And that's why we put CBS downtown for the Rocket Mortgage Classic. They could have been in Birmingham. They could have been at a nice Marriott out in the suburbs. But For them to see it and experience it, they got it right away. And that's what you want the media and really all visitors to do is see it, experience it, and then talk about it. We've been talking with Mark Hollis, who serves as the CEO for Rock Ventures. Mark, I know you got a lot going on. You're a busy guy. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you. Thanks, Tony. You're one of the greatest. I always appreciate being on with you. I'm Tony Conley. This is Media Business on the Michigan Business Network.